Welcome back to the NickFit Studios podcast. I'm your host today, Jack Ryan. I'm here to talk about training smart. Training smart seems like a little bit of a cliche. It's going to be the key when you're making long-term progress in the fitness game. When it comes to training smart, we need to understand there's a few concepts that can change the way we train and manipulate the progress that we can make over, over the long term. So in NickFit Studios, we promote a three times a week frequency. We say to our clients to come in three times to the gym, maybe a Monday, Wednesday, Friday routine, and that's how we're going to train inside the gym. Within that, we have several concepts that are going to build the basis of our training program. The three key concepts that I'll discuss today are volume, frequency, and intensity. Volume is the overall work that we're going to do. Frequency is how often we do it. And intensity is that what kind of load or weight that we do those exercises at. So let's have a look at volume first. Volume is the total overall work that we do inside the gym. We break that down in terms of strength training in reps and sets. When it comes to increasing our volume over time, we can either increase the number of sets we're doing or we can increase the number of reps. As we get a little bit more experience, we can obviously tolerate more volume. Our body has adapted and we can do more work. So as we increase our volume, we also need to look at our frequency. If you start in the gym and you're going to the gym once a week, you can increase your volume volume just by increasing your frequency to two times a week. You automatically increase your volume. So by increasing your frequency, you can increase the volume. Then you can also, when we're going up to three days a week, spread that volume across three training sessions. You don't have to come in and do it all in one day. You can come in and do it on your second day, on your third day. So volume and frequency are, the, are going to be the way we manipulate how much work we do. The intensity is then the really key, the key uh, point here is how hard we go, how heavy we go. At the beginning, we're not going to be going very heavy. We're going to be focusing on the movements. We're going to be focusing on learning proper technique, lifting safely. As we get a little bit more experienced, we can increase the complexity of the movements, increase the load. That's where the intensity comes up. So when I'm looking to increase intensity on my lifts, I'm looking at the amount of weight that I'm doing, but then I'm also working backwards and looking how often I'm doing it, how frequently I'm doing it, but also how much volume I'm doing, how much overall work. So again, what I'm doing inside the gym, what producer Danielle is doing inside the gym is going to be very different to what someone week one or week 10 of their fitness journey is going to be doing it's going to be it's going to look quite different so those three concepts volume frequency intensity are how we're going to be or how we're going to manipulate and change our training and how we're going to progress over time those three variables are going to be changing constantly they're going to be always in flux if we're at the beginning of a training program our volume is going to be quite high we're going to be doing three sets of 10 reps we're going to be doing high reps high number of sets but then as the training program goes on and we're pushing towards maybe more strength training side of side of a, a program, we're going to be reducing the volume and increasing the intensity. So we're going to be using more weight for fewer reps. And then also as we get more experienced, those three sessions, we may need to add in a fourth session that's going to increase our frequency. We're going to be inside the gym a little bit more often. We may be repeating exercises throughout the week. If I do a squat on a Monday, but I'm looking to really, really improve my squat, I'm probably going to be better off coming in later in the week and doing another few sets of squats. That's going to increase my volume. It's going to increase my frequency. And therefore, I'm going to get a greater training adaption as a result. So once we understand those three concepts, we really can build a great training program. And as a coach, it's super important from my point of view that I provide you with that information, give you that knowledge, and educate you. When it comes to a personal trainer's job, obviously, 
getting, getting results, having a great training session, having a great time. They're super important, but providing autonomy is also very important as well. If you can strike out on your own after a couple of years in Nicholas Studios, we'd be sad to lose you. That would have been us doing our job properly. Volume, frequency, and intensity. That's how we build our training programs in NICFIT. Any great strength training program or any program really of any kind is going to be built on those three concepts. Once we understand how to manipulate them, we can get the best results for the longest term possible. Training smart is going to largely be dictated by those three variables, volume, frequency, and intensity. But now we also need to talk about dose, dosing our workouts. So the minimum, minimum effective dose the minimum effective dose is a concept that you may not have heard of. It's not a sexy phrase. It's not something that's going to get a lot of, a lot of likes on Instagram, but it's a way that we can understand how we can stimulate growth, stimulate change within our body by doing as little work as we can possibly get away with. I'm just going to say that again, as little work as we can get away with doing. If you're someone that has a busy life, you work, you have a family, social life, you want to watch a bit of TV at night, you don't want to be in the gym for two hours and you absolutely do not need to be. When you come in, you're doing the work that is required to make a change, make progress, and then you can go home, enjoy the rest of your evening, have a weekend with your kids, whatever it is you're trying to do. You don't have to come in six, seven days a week and absolutely kill yourself. Yes, you'll make progress if you do that, but really, could you make the progress doing three great workouts instead of six pretty mediocre ones where you're absolutely destroying yourself and not being able to recover in between? Yes, you absolutely can make the progress in three days. So that's why we promote the system that we do. So that's going to segue nicely into the conversation about recovery. A huge part of training smart is the recovery aspect. Training is cool. It's nice to come in and hit some deadlifts, do some push-ups, run on a treadmill, really great, great, get a great, great training session. But what we do in the other 23 hours of the day is really, really important. I'm going to talk about sleep, hydration, and nutrition. That's the hierarchy. We're getting enough sleep, and we're drinking enough water, and we're fueling our body correctly. Training smart, anyone who's made long-term progress in a sport or in, inside of the gym is probably taking care of those three, those three things quite well. So sleep, anywhere from six to, six to nine hours can be quite adequate for most people. I think we live in a society that is chronically sleep-deprived. Sleep we have so many stimulants in our lives, screens, phones, kids, bright lights, all this kind of stuff. There's a lot of noise coming our direction. We need to prioritize our sleep. Create an environment where we can get those adequate hours that are going to be the absolute 100% biggest tool in our toolbox for our, for our recovery. Then we can look at water, hydration. It's really important that we stay hydrated throughout the day. Our body can't function properly without sleep, but it can't function properly without water. Having something like a water bottle or a flask with you throughout the day if you're working in an office or if you're on the move can be really important and really hugely beneficial to your recovery. And then lastly, the nutrition. You'll be surprised that I'm coming to that as the least important of the three. But realistically, once those first two boxes are ticked, that's when we can really start honing in on the nutrition. So when it comes to nutrition, <clears throat> it's not super complicated. If we go back in the Nick Studios podcast, you hear myself and Katie talking at length about nutrition, macronutrients, and protein. So I don't need to rehash that right now. But if you're ticking those three boxes, that's a huge, huge part of training smart. The recovery aspect is absolutely vital. So when it comes to a great training session, when you step inside the gym, we don't just go straight underneath the barbell. We don't just jump straight into a heavy set of split squats or a heavy set of push-ups. We're going to be doing a proper warm-up to get our body ready. So when you, when you step inside the studios, you'll always be doing something called a ramp. Raise, activation, mobilize, potentiate. That's our system for warming you up. 
any good strength training program is going to have a fairly extensive warm-up. Somewhere 5 to 15 minutes is probably adequate for your, for the majority of people. 5 being the absolute minimum, up to a slightly longer 15-minute warm-up, which could involve a lot of activation or cardio work. So that is preparing the body. It's getting ourselves ready. It's bringing the body from a cold state up to a warm state of readiness. So let's go through those that, that acronym, the RAMP acronym. The raise where we're just raising our heart rate, raising our body temperature. If you're training smart, you're not going to go into a training session cold. When your body is cold, the muscles aren't firing, you're not going to be able to move, and you're at a higher risk of injury. So raise is a huge important component of that. It may just be coming in and doing a walk on the treadmill or a very light cycle, just something to get the heart rate going. Then we talk about activation. Activation is where we're activating the muscle groups that we're going to be using that day. Let's take, for instance, here, if we're doing a deadlift, we need to make sure our glutes, our hamstrings, our quads, and our core are fully switched off. Because if we're going to do a movement correctly, we need to make sure those movements, those muscles are firing so that we can do the movement safely and effectively. Next comes N, mobilization or mobility. So mobility is not flexibility. That's a key concept to understand. Flexibility is how much we can stretch something. Mobility is moving through a movement, moving through a range of motion. Let's take a great for instance here is our squat. If you can squat down with your hips below your knees in a nice safe position with your feet flat, that's great squat mobility. But you might not be able to do that straight away. After you do your raise and your little bit of activation, you're going to move through some movements that are going to put you through that specific range of motion before we start loading you up. I'm not going to put a heavy barbell or a heavy dumbbell in your hand if you can't safely go through a nice bodyweight squat first. And lastly, the P is potentiation. This is a little bit more of a subtle concept and a bit more training focused. So in strength training, potentiation is working the specific movement that we're going to do that day. So again, let's take that squat as, a, as, as an example. You may be doing heavy barbell squats that day, a back squat. So we're going to do a light set of bodyweight squats or a goblet squat beforehand. That's going to potentiate. It's going to get us into the exact same movement that we're looking to replicate within the session. So far, we've spoken about our volume, our frequency, our intensity, as well as our recovery and doing an adequate warm-up before our training sessions. But now let's look at those training sessions themselves. When it comes to doing an effective workout, we need to be obviously manipulating those factors of volume, frequency, and intensity. We also have to have the correct exercise selection and getting the most bang for our buck out of each workout. So when I'm stepping into the gym, or when my clients are stepping into the gym, we're going to be focusing primarily on compound exercises. Compound exercises are multi-joint movements. Squats, deadlifts, push-ups, any kind of overhead pressing, or chin-ups. Exercises that hit large muscle groups, multiple muscle groups in the body, and we get the most bang for our buck out of those movements. Compound exercises are super important for strength training. They build proper movement. They enhance our range of motion. They can help us build muscle. They can help us improve our, the strength of our connective tissue, bone density, as well as just building overall resilience in our body and improving athletic ability. On the other side of the coin, there are isolation movements. So a compound movement is multi-joint, isolation is single joint. These are smaller exercises, such as something like a bicep curl, a hamstring curl, maybe something even like a calf raise, isolating a single muscle group or isolating a single joint. These movements may be done towards the end of a training session or something that is a little bit more specific to your goals. These isolation movements can be put in towards the end of a session to target specific areas. If you're a man and you're looking to fill out the sleeves of your t-shirt, you may do a few bicep curls. If you're looking to target your core or your glutes, you can do some targeted isolation work on those areas. We can also add in a monostructural cardio piece at the end of the session. So that could be some sprints on your bike, some sprints on your treadmill, or some longer, uh, low-intensity, steady-state cardio.
these are great ways to make the workouts a little bit more specific to your goals, enhance the enjoyment of the session. You may love to do a few bicep curls at the end of your workout, or you may love to chase that burn that you get from a good cardio workout. And this is how we structure a great training session. We hit those big compound movements at the beginning of the session, the exercises that are bang for your book, targeting the most muscle groups, improving our range of motion, improving our strength, building muscle, improving our bone density, increasing all those aspects that are such the absolute biggest benefits of strength training, as well as burning a lot of calories. If you're a fat loss client or someone who really wants to lose weight, that's going to be your best way to do it. Strength training, big compound movements where you're using a large amount of energy to get through that work. Then you can do that isolation or specific cardio work at the end of a session. If fat loss is your primary goal, strength training, these big compound movements are going to be the absolute best way to get you there, along with some really good nutrition. Lastly, I want to talk about the long game. Fitness is a game that you get into, you may be chasing a short-term goal. You may have a wedding coming up in 12 weeks' time. You may want to do a six-week shred or do something catchy. Initially, you may lose that weight, and that's absolutely fine. If that's something you want to do and it's going to kickstart your journey, I'm all for it. However, fitness is something that's for life. I have someone who's benefited massively from fitness. It helped with my mental health, it helped with my physical health. And it's just a nice hobby to have where I can connect with people. I can go to the gym and do a workout. I can see my community inside my fitness studios. It's something that really should enhance your life, not from, not detract it, not detract from it. So a major part of training smart is that we actually enjoy our training. This long game, it's going to be really hard for you to do that if you really hate the training. So if you pick a certain style of training, and after a few weeks, you're giving it a good go, and they're like, this is absolutely not for me, then you may need to try something else. This is why strength training and personal training is so successful, because we can tailor the workouts to specific what you want to work on and make the workouts that bit more enjoyable for you. We realize that everyone doesn't enjoy being in the gym as much as us. So we need to increase that enjoyment, create a little bit more variety, and provide a great training session and enjoyable experience for you. Fitness is for life. As great as it is to lose five or six kg in six weeks, it's really important that we keep it up for six months, six years, 16 years. Fitness is for life. And when you look at it that way, it takes the pressure off. You can come into the gym and enjoy your workouts. You don't have to come in and absolutely kill yourself and you're not up against the deadline constantly. Once you remove the idea or remove the pressure that this is a short-term experience, you can start to enjoy it a lot more. For me, a massive part of training smart is that we're actually enjoying what we're doing. I see a huge part of what I do as providing that enjoyment and giving you the chance to come into the gym, have a great experience, and have it be a really, really important part of your week. I really hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast about training smart. If any questions, you can follow up with us inside the gym at Nickfit Studios. You can find me on Instagram, me specifically, at liftingjack, lifting underscore jack underscore, or contact any of the coaches at Nickfit Studios for more questions. This is a topic that we all love talking about, training and fitness. Like I said, this is something that we enjoy. It's something we should all enjoy together. And I'd be more than happy to address more questions. So thank you very much for joining me. And we'll catch you on the next one.